It was a great race. So yeah, it was the um, oh, what was it? Was it the Zatormalay? Eighteen stage eighteen or seventeen? I think it might have been eighteen and twenty twelve. It was it was intense, man. That it was, was they were going out. It was twenty twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty twelve, twenty twelve. Yeah. That was the last good race. This year has the potential to kind of be at that level as well because. The, you don't have, you don't have Sky dominating. I mean, with Chris Froome. They're essential. not even called Sky anymore, are they? No. They, what are they called? Different sponsor. It's a different different sponsor. I don't know. It's the same people though. Yeah. Are they called Isogel or something like that? Or that's good tea. What's four, in four stigmatic um, mushroom tea? I've got a different tea. I don't know what it is. I asked. It's delicious. It, it, it smells like tea. So it's four different types of. of um, different mushrooms uh it's got green tea in as well and matcha yeah. and stuff like that so it's just all really good nice are there any mushroom stamps in it no mushroom stamps but um i may start hallucinating <laughs> by the time i finish mushroom stamping like uh um so tour de france tour de france up to stage six tonight mm. no, i've been seven re- sevens tonight i think already didn't it start no, on no, a no, Saturday? You're right, you're right. Oh no, if it started on a Saturday, then today would be stage seven. Yes. Or did it start on a Sunday? It started on Saturday. So it is stage seven. Yep. So I have to update my recordings because I set up seven recordings in a row and I've just been putting them on when I get home. I haven't been watching enough of it, but well enough. I've been watching as much as I could. This week has flown by. It's been an interesting week. Because I was here like a week ago mm-hmm. and that feels like yesterday. UFC 239, which is crazy. It's been a good week, man. It's been crazy. It Starting with that insane UFC, which is the most violent, brutal UFC. That, it's the most violent seen. I've seen. It reminded me of that documentary, The Smashing Machine, starring Mark Kerr, which was my introduction into alt, um, MMA. Years ago, when I saw that, I saw half of that documentary on SBS. Anyone who hasn't seen the documentary, The Smashing Machine, I think it's on YouTube now for free. Someone's put it up, but it's a very good documentary about who is one, was one of the most dominant fighters in, I think, Pride history an American ex-wrestler called Mark Kerr. Uh, he, I won't ruin it. Watch the documentary. It's good. But I saw half of that documentary on SBS, went and bought a copy online and watched it. I've seen it like six times. It's a, it's a great documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly recommended. The Smashing Machine starring Mark Kerr. The, the guy that was on Rogan recently, Will, whatever his name is, the guy that does the um, Anatomy of a Fighter videos. He's got the YouTube channel. I know who you mean. Not Will. Uh, anatomy. It's, it will. it's Will. Is it? Yeah. Anatomy. Well, it's not Robin Black? No. No, no. Um, Anatomy of a fight? Anatomy of a fighter. Fighter? So he does does documentaries and he's got a really interesting story into sort of where he started from, you know, didn't really know what he was doing with himself and he was actually playing basketball, natural athlete, but, you know, had no money and then he just got into Mm. making movies because that's what we just kind of realized, hey, this, I actually really enjoy doing this. Now he's got a very successful YouTube channel. But anyways, um, what was I going to say? Now I forgot. You, he was on Rogan recently. Before that. What was his name? I want to look up what his name is. Will something. But, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. They got into documentaries and he was talking about how he loves documentaries and his favorite documentary is Pumping Iron. Oh, it's a, great, it's a great documentary. I feel like The Smashing Machine for me is like the MMA Pumping Iron. MMA is... Um, sorry, Pumping Iron is a brilliant doco so what's the 
What do you think happens out of this this uh, UFC though? So John Jones is not going to fight for a bit. Neither is Santos. <laughs> a rematch would be good, but it'll be a while. Will yeah. Harris. Will Harris. Told you. Why don't you believe me? It's not that I didn't believe you. I just thought you were referring to somebody else. You, you're calling me a liar. You are. Joe, let's be real. You are a liar. You're, you're a big fat liar. Um, I, I never lie. Even when I lie. I tell the truth. The definition of the honest man is a man who is honest about his lies. So... Because what is there to, to come clean about if you haven't been lying? So we did that. We played... What did we play afterwards? A little bit of the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch after the UFC. That was intense. That was intense. Yeah, it was a funny, funny day. So yeah, but we were talking about the MMA. So John Jones. Ah, yes. You should go up to heavyweight. Well, I, yeah, I think he will. I think the guy who he fought was a lot better than everybody thought. I don't think anyone realized. Like he even said, he goes, he was a lot more technical. Who did he fight again? I can't remember the guy's name. Tiago Santos. Yeah, he said he was a lot more technical than I expected him to be. He mashed his leg and you know, destroyed his ligaments in the process. Neither of them could walk mm. afterwards. Like, that's the thing. Everyone's like, wow, it's amazing. Um, he took John Jones the distance. And after thinking about it, watching it back again, it could have been 4-1 to Jones. And a lot of analysts are saying that now that they watched it again without the Rogan going, oh, he hurt him. He hurt him, folks. Every five seconds, because that certainly amps it up. Watching it with the sound off, a lot of people rescored it as 4 1. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, but one of them is having a bunch of surgeries after the fight. So that's happening for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Whitaker. He's, he's destroyed himself while winning fights. But he clearly won those fights. Like, he dominated those fights. Those weren't close no. fights. Not against Romero. Yeah. That, could have gone the other oh, way. The, the second, second one fight. could have gone either yeah. way. But he he didn't get anywhere near it. The first fight was the one he, he had was a broken quite foot. He had a broken foot in that second fight. Mm. And a broken hand. He was more injured in the first one, though, right? He destroyed his knee in the first one. Yeah, he had no ACL. Romero kept kicking his knee. Yeah. But um, yeah, in the second one, he broke his hands. He broke one hand. Still, either way, the first one, he, he beat him quite easily. In the second one, he still won on points. Yeah, and he could have gone. But what I'm way. saying is if you're heavily injured and you're losing on points, it's quite different. Either way, neither of them were walking after the fight. And John Jones didn't look his best, and he still won. Well, what I was going to say was that maybe he looked better than we thought. It's just it was a much tougher fight. And he's been fighting a lot as well. Yeah, that's the third fight in six months. Hmm. So he's going to not fight again until December. I reckon he'll probably fight if there's a, a quick win for either Stipe or DC. He'll fight the winner of that in December. I'd like to see that or Adesanya if Adesanya goes up on weight. He'll never fight Adesanya. Don't He's know. like 40 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Adesanya doesn't cut weight. You know? He'd have to put on weight. But what I'm saying is he barely cuts weight for his current fights mm. he's not like a heavy guy whereas John Jones walks around at 240 mm. I don't think he's that heavy he said that he said he does when he's not when he's not like 
and then he gets down to about 220 leading into in the six to eight weeks into leading into a fight and then he cuts about 15 pounds in in the week and then he goes back up to around the 220 mark i believe yeah. it is during 220 for the actual fight 220 225 which is so heavy to be lean at it's insane yeah because i'm fat at 235 right now what's crazy is deontay wilder has he's like low 200s and he smashes heavyweights <laughs> in boxing he's a tall guy though he's tall but he's like super lean and he's skinny he's just he's just big he's got a, a big frame but he's heavy bones and um he's explosive very, very muscle yeah. yeah freak athlete i guess if you've got an explosive punch in the same way that some athletes have explosive jumps mm. then then yeah so what about welterweight what do you reckon is going to happen there with what's the next big fight in that so Usman, who's injured, mm-hmm. probably fight Colby Covington, maybe. Covington's already got a fight coming up. Who's he fighting? I thought he was still trying to get a title shot. No, he's have. got a fight booked in. Against who? He's definitely got a fight booked in. Till? No. No. Nate Diaz is fighting as well. He's fighting Pettis. Yeah, that's a funny one. It's like fan favorites have their own fighting ring, fighting circuit outside of mm. outside of the titles. Robbie Lawler. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen any fights with Colby with his chin tested. Is an excellent wrestler. So that'll be an interesting fight. If it goes to, to, to stand up, then yeah, Robbie Lawler should win. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, to be honest. It's hard to tell. Robbie? No, about Covington. He's a very good wrestler. Yeah, but I haven't seen him. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's a, a good wrestler who can't box it and fight or if he's just a scrapper. No, he's, a good, or, he's a good all-rounder. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He mm. just He's an idiot. He just talks a lot of smack. Um... And then, yeah, the Mars Vidal, <laughs> McGregor. I think that everyone wants to fight McGregor, right? Because everyone wants to get That's paid. That's the thing. <laughs> everyone call, tries to call him out and they're trying to make an article. Oh, someone calls out Conor McGregor. Someone asks for $50 million. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Fuck, I'll fight Conor McGregor for $50 million. Nate, uh, Nate's trying to um, uh, pick fights with um, Khabib. Nate Diaz. Yeah. Oh, that'd be again, embarrassing. Wants to get paid too. That'd be such an embarrassing fight. Hmm. That would not be fun to watch. No. Kepi would just, just maul him. He mauls everyone. Although, how funny would it be if he, if he lost to Nate Diaz? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to uh, lose to anyone. No, well, not anytime soon. No. Um, yeah, what else is happening? Oh. So, the switch. Let's go back Nintendo to the switch. switch yeah. So what did we play? We played Rabbids. So Mario Rabbids, which is essentially Mario XCOM. Mario UFO. Squad-based, turn-based 3D shooter. You picked up the Strategy special edition game. for $39. The game used to be $70 without the DLC, which is 30 and you got all of that for 39 on sale. Yep. Pretty good deal. Because the DLC for that isn't just a bunch of skins, it's a whole other campaign. Do you know how many worlds are in it? Four, I think. Okay, so I'm, I'm towards the end of... Oh, no, there's five in the normal game. I'm four in the DLC. 
what four extra worlds four full worlds within donkey kong theme same theme as tropical like donkey kong world that's like the music and all that that's a it's a long game dude yeah it's pretty long it takes a while to sort of get to to where i'm currently at which is the end of world too so i reckon there must be at least probably somewhere between 30 to 50 hours i reckon yeah well especially because it gives you a score for how well you did so it's one of those games you can go back and re like a lot yeah. of strategy games, turn-based strategy games. You win a battle and you can re-battle, I think, to yeah. get a better score. Yeah. A star ranking you can. or yeah. whatever. I've, I've done that a couple of times. There's a couple of levels. Oh, I could have done that better. Yeah. I've just done it again. Yeah, I've messed that up. On it. I know what to do now. Yeah. yeah. I don't, um, don't want to lose that character in that fight or something like that. The... Or what I was telling you earlier this week, mm. the game physics... Uh, superior to, to anything I've seen before for turn-based games, um, I guess yep. when comparing it to XCOM. Yeah, which is the leader up until this point. Yeah. yeah. XCOM just doesn't doesn't quite get the angles um, and, and the percentages for accuracy and probability of, of hitting your target Yeah, um, as good as what, what Rabbids um, does. Having said that, Rabbids is fun for different reasons. I think when you're probably not as hard as XCOM. XCOM can get pretty insane because the enemies are, are tough. Apparently at the end, Rabbids does get that hard. Like by the end? It's definitely getting harder. fourth and fifth world? But it's not frustrating hard. Yeah, XCOM okay. is frustrating hard because oh, you, get, okay. you get screwed over by by just the... the Unfair. The, yeah, yeah. It's I kind of hate that when it's random. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. It's like, well, I've done all this stuff perfectly and this is a game where I can lose a character forever. Yeah, Exactly. Seems a bit unfair. Exactly. You want it to be precise, like chess. Mm. Like, these are the rules, stick to them. I don't want a randomizer in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, it it makes it very hard to um just not save and then go back because you feel you've been screwed over, whereas Rabbids, the flow is much better. You don't really do that. You might get mm. to the end of the level and you thought, oh, well, I could probably get some more, more points and more um, a higher score than unlocks other things, and then you do it again. Um, yeah, and uh, you try and improve what you had before, and you don't feel like you're getting screwed over, or you're you sort of grinding your way through it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It actually, yeah, having to save and reload and save and reload when you don't feel like it's fair ruins the vibe sometimes. Yeah. 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 That's one reason, like PC games have so many patches on them now, so many updates. It's tough. The console stuff is a lot easier to deal with mentally when you don't have a lot of time to play. Mm. You can just play for a bit and stop. Switch is good. Very happy yeah. with it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's that other game, um, Pedro, what is it? Oh, Pedro versus something, is it? Oh. Is it Pedro, my friend? Or Pedro, Pedro wants to be my friend or something like that? Some it's weird. a weird My Pal Pedro. Yeah, that's it. That's it. My friend Pedro. Yeah. Looks like a... Um, so it's like a mix of... Uh, abuse. Max, and, Max Payne. And yeah, like a 2D Max Payne. Yeah. Style, realistic graphics, shoot 'em up, 2D, shoot 'em up. It looks really interesting, with, but with bullet time. And the the aiming system is like abuse. Yeah. Yeah. It looks heaps of fun. Yeah. Yeah, real interesting. They got a lot of really interesting because graphics have gotten up to the point we were talking about. We talked about this years ago. We're like, what do we do when graphics get good enough? It all comes back to programming at that point, like design, because anyone can do sharp graphics now. Gameplay. Yeah. There's a lot of games out there and there's a lot of crappy games. Mm. 
It's hard to find. Um, well, uh, to be perfectly honest, I haven't been this motivated to play a game since since Rabbits. Like all the other games that I've got, yeah, I play them a bit and they're pretty cool and and I, I like them. But but there's yeah. just something about a good turn based strategy game. The itching to get in there and do it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt like when I first. I'd never got into XCOM or UFO back in the day, and the first time I experienced a game like this was Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance which was the same type of thing where you move your soldiers around, attack, move, you know, that kind of map type it's thing. Like, it's like chess. Yeah, it's exactly. Like chess. Yeah. And if they've got good mechanics, then it's a very entertaining play. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, I was talking to someone um, at work about this, this girl I know who, who's got a Switch. She was saying, um, just the character, the characters they have on Nintendo now, like in Smash Brothers, the number of characters. It's more than Disney. It's more than Warner Brothers. They've got all these just intellectual property, these IPs. Mm. And it just keeps on building new ones as well. Like, it's pretty amazing. Back in the 80s when we had any Nintendo games, it was just starting. Like, Little Mac is in Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every character that they've ever ever presented in a game is, yeah. is, is, is in Smash Brothers. The yeah. fact that Sma- um, Little Mac can have a fight with Ryu or Ken from yeah. Street Fighter. Is just Why is Ryu and Ken in it? What, Why are the, they? Yeah, what's the affiliation with just Nintendo? The, just it's the fighting game and everyone wanted it. Okay, I would have thought that can... Is it, yeah, it's Konami. Capcom. No, Capcom, you're right. Yeah. Would, uh, would own that. They do own it. They own it. They just made a deal with them. They just get a little chunk of money and... That's pretty cool. They pay them money. Like you can get those little figurines, the yeah. the amiibos. Mm. A can there's a can amiibo out now for twenty bucks. Question: mm-hmm. What the hell is the amiibo for? So it's got a little uh, NFC chip in it, and you can swipe it across the switch, and it gives you sometimes significant and sometimes really minor little advantages or DLCs in a game. So if I had a, a Zelda DLC, I could swipe it across. And a new horse that isn't that you is really either hard to find or you has a different coloured something appears. It, or when you swipe the amiibo, when I swipe it across the screen. Okay, so does that come built into the amiibo, like that that DLC is in it, or is this is just some? It's some programmed into both. So the amiibo has a certain code in it, like right. a little electronic chip in it, and an NFC reader can read that. It and gives you Easter eggs. And it gives Easter, basically Easter eggs, yeah. or it makes. Really unlock, really hard to unlock things unlockable. Some games it's full DLC, yeah. like the original Splatoon. It was full DLC. Um, Mario, like Captain Toad, it was like another way to do the levels. Yeah, different things, different challenges. I was going for like twenty bucks. I think it is the game. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's my favorite. Like it's, it's not a. It's a. It's like a strategy game. You can't jump. No, you can't jump. But it's like a. You rotate the mm. world. Mm. It's clever too. So good. good. I love it. It's what probably that was my favorite game on the whole Wii U. Looks pretty cool. Which is saying a lot. Although I guess Zelda is probably my favorite game on the Wii U, but it's so good. And really deep as well. Like it starts off really basic, but if you want to get everything, it gets complicated. It actually reminds me of Rabbids, the whole like mm. the yeah. the 3D world and observing things and going and doing things because there's no time limit. You know what I mean? There are a couple of things that I noticed about rabbits. Like you can't look at the entire world all the time. Uh, depending on where you are on the map and in the world, it, it locks the camera as well. Oh, really? I think they just do that too. Maybe save on the processing. 
mm. um, the, the hardware limitations, I think. And you can tell how they um, sacrifice a little bit of the in-depth graphics quality as well. I mean, you kind of expect that for a device that's so small, <coughs> so good on, on battery. Um, and yes. yet, you know, he's able to, to process all that. Well, all that's that the compute. thing. The, um, I think the dock lets it run at 1080p. 60 frames a second but when it's just right. on, when it's just on the handheld it's 7 720 30 frames a second right no well this was when it was docked yeah yeah you can tell but i mean it's, it's not a it's, it's nitpicking it's here. not a game breaker breaker yeah um <coughs> question i remember yeah. on your it wasn't on the wii might have been on the gamecube you had that side scroller raiden type game and i think you had your joystick I- ikaruga yeah i wonder if that's available um, I don't know what that's been released on lately. It was amazing. It's commonly referred to as the best ever rating game. Mm. Yeah. Now, the guys who made that game also made an Astro Boy 2D platformer on the Game Boy Advance. And it was one of the greatest games I've ever played. Because some levels were just him flying. And it was exactly like Ikaruga, except Astro Boy. Yeah. Really well done. Arkarubra. Ikaruga. Ikaruga. I K A R U G A. I K. Or Ikaruga. What Ikaruga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I might look that up. It was an interesting game that. Even if they've ported the old one or something like that, they'd be they'd be happy with that because that was a good game. There were there have been a lot of ports of it. I don't think it was ever on the Wii U, but. Yeah, I had to import that from somewhere quite weird for my GameCube version, but the GameCube version worked on the Wii as well because the Wii, all Nintendo systems up until the Switch have been backwards compatible at least one row like. All GameCube games and controllers plugged into the Wii, the original Wii. Yeah. It actually had ports on top of it for GameCube controllers. Okay. And you could put the little discs in. And the Wii U takes all Wii games as well. And Wii remotes work with it, so you never had to buy additional controllers for the Wii U. Yeah. This is the first one where they've taken a big jump, quite a massive jump ahead with the whole mobile console in the one move yeah that's cool yeah that's cool well like i said i'm happy i got it yeah it's going to be a good um good travel a travel uh travel toy yeah i'm looking forward to getting one looking forward to getting one i had something else i was going to say but i can't remember what it is now about the way about the switch and the wii u and all that stuff anyway you should get mario odyssey at some point too that's that 3d one the 3d one yeah Another game, we got like a hundred out of a hundred from everybody. That and Zelda, yeah. crazy. That Mario platform is hard. The yeah. Super Mario U Deluxe. Yeah. The Luigi levels or the Mario levels? Mm, the Mario levels. levels. Yeah. If yeah. You, once you get into them, they get quite difficult. Mm. They're not walkovers. Like even though Tropical Freeze is harder, the Mario game is still tough. Tropical Freeze is definitely harder. harder. Yeah. It's all about timing that one. I guess both of them are, but Donkey Kong gives you in some some parts, some levels, like zero margin for error. Zero you've error. Got to, yeah. You've got to get it right. It's always done. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country from day one has always been like that. Mm. They've never given... You know it would be cool if they redid <coughs> Killer Instinct? There have been... Well, because Rareware is with Microsoft, there have been Killer Instinct games that come out. Like there was a Killer Instinct that came out with the Xbox One when it launched. Right. Wasn't very good. None of the original programmers are there. Yeah. See, that would be amazing if Nintendo still had all the Rareware licenses. Like Banjo Kazooie is in um, 
Smash Brothers now too. And in the guys that did Donkey Kong Country, did they have anything to do with the guys that made Rabbids? Yes. The, well, the right. music, the same music guy. Right. The uh, loading windows are the same as Donkey Kong. You can. It's the same style. Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. It's um. So Donkey Kong Country on the on the Wii on the Wii U and the Switch. Those guys are the guys who made uh, the Metroid Prime series and they're making Metroid Prime 4, which a lot of people still say the Metroid Prime 1 was one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time. Yeah. Certainly the best story, one of the best story ones at least. Yeah. Such an amazing evolving story for like a space shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see what they do with Metroid 4 on the, on the Switch. It's going to be mental. Because apparently Metroid 4 was being developed and Nintendo weren't happy with it, scrapped the whole thing and went back and got the Donkey Kong Country guys to do it. And the... <coughs> yeah, it'd be good if they actually did a, a new Donkey Kong as well. I wonder if they're working on that. That's cool that they did Tropical Freeze again on the Switch, but it'd be good if they actually re- released a whole new one. There won't be one for a while because they're doing the Metroid 4. Right. That's That's a big... That's like a Zelda or Mario level game it's a huge huge release zelda's supposed to be pretty big isn't it oh zelda's massive it's as big a game as it's as, the world is as big or bigger than um like uh grand theft auto it's massive it took them six years to make like See, they started building that at the beginning of the wii u and it came out when the wii u ended <laughs> you haven't played the new one yet have you breath of the wild yeah yeah on the wii u it's on both platforms yeah okay it was a wii u game that they released on both with better graphics on the Switch. Right. It does look pretty amazing on the Switch. Oh, it looks... Yeah, the lighting, all the... I Yeah, it blew my mind. It still blows my mind. I play it now and I'm like, oh, you can just like get on a horse and just ride around for a while. The music's amazing. It? I've beaten the end guy and then I played for another 70 hours doing other stuff. The DLC is amazing. There's a bunch of story-based DLC stuff. But the world is so big that I would play and then I'd take, I wouldn't play for a few months because I was busy and then I'd play it again and I felt like I was playing a sequel to the last game because I'd find an area so big and so new with completely different stuff happening. Such, oh, I won't, I won't spoil any of it for you because it's one of the greatest art experiences I've ever had in my life. Like not just video game, like movie, story, everything is just... Yeah, that, <sighs> that would be the equivalent of what I experienced with uh, The Last of Us. Yeah, exactly. It was like playing through a movie. I was just so yeah. immersed. Last of Us, great. I was I yeah. was invested in the characters. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah so cool. there's a um, the new one should be good. Yeah. Well, how crazy that they've announced a new Zelda for the Switch. A sequel to Breath of the Wild is coming right. out next year, and a retro one is coming out in a month. It's a little um two D little top down top down two D yeah, which um, looks amazing. Still like amazing graphics, but all top down. Like, there's a few of those, like, you know, retro um, RPG mm. um, type game designs. Yeah, it's interesting though because the the to- a lot of those are still RPG like turn based RPGs, whereas the Zeldas were always action RP- action top down. Yeah, which I find very. I used to like those more. I still like the the turn based ones too. There's that other one, the Octopath Travelers, is meant to be very good. It's crazy how these um. Again, the gameplay. Yeah. These old ideas that worked so well. Yeah. That were 
were kind of phased out for a while because there were, I guess, new gaming concepts that were being explored and now they're sort of coming back. Yeah. Well, people were pushing, mm. that's what I'm saying, they are pushing the graphics for so long. Yeah. But you can pick up, if you pick up a, a Super Nintendo Mini now, a lot of the games on it are very similar to a lot of the games coming out right now, the platformers and the RPGs. FPSs are so similar to each other as well. So it's it's good to, to take a break from that. There, there's a lot of games. clone FPSs. Mm. Well, a lot of the games, better graphics, but the whole gameplay is identical. Yeah. Same type of thing. So it's hard. That's why I'm looking forward to Metroid. I want to see what they do with it. Whether they make it like a like where you take the um, Joy-Cons off and use them like Wii remotes yep. as guns because they've got triggers on them. That would be pretty crazy if that was like a... Because they have the whole motion plus in them and all that. So yep. it'd be interesting. A new punch-out would be good too. Oh, yeah. Well, That'd be great. They're still keen on all that stuff, so that would be interesting. There's a lot of cool games that could be coming out. What are you got on this weekend? So this weekend... I got dinner with my parents Saturday night, got chores to do tomorrow, obviously training in the morning, same thing on, on Sunday, go for a ride if the weather's good. Yeah. Um, got lunch on Sunday as well because Sam's visiting from uh, Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday work, and then Thursday morning I leave to Thailand for two and a little bit weeks. And then... Uh, and then when I come back from my holiday, I'll start a new job. Who are you flying with? Thai Airways, I think it is. Cool. And the, new, the new job? I haven't decided yet. Oh. I haven't decided yet. I Ooh, la la. resigned from my current role yesterday. Oh, wow. Out of um, fear of stagnating with a new challenge. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. To the... Uh, Disappointment of many, but yes, got to do what you got to do. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be good to sort of come back with the batteries recharged. Got some lots of races coming up as well between now and end of year, so it'll be fun. Yeah. Lots of racing to do, lots of training to do. Yeah. Lots of riding to do. Yeah. Good shit. Keeping busy. Good shit. I reckon we should do some switching. Yes, in a minute. Were you going to ask me what I've got on this weekend? No, I want to get play the switch. Okay. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm taking my friend. Now my friend um, Kimmy is, she's just started a language training thing. So she's been doing that all week. So as a bit of a surprise, I'm taking her to the movies tomorrow. To watch what? Well, at 9.50. In the Den morning. At Dendi, we are watching Yesterday. At 1pm, we are watching Parasite. At 4pm, we are watching Rocket Man. And between that, we're going to duck into little cafes to get a snack or a coffee or something. It's going to be a full day movie marathon at dendy what's the uh what's the, what's the common the common theme with all those movies uh the, one of the common themes is that none of them are from america right which i think is an interesting one the first and the third ones are british and the middle one is korean she is also half korean so Par parasite's been getting reviews everyone who sees it says Definitely that's, see this movie in the theater. It could be the film of the year. So that's I've got the to Korean movie, is it? Yeah, I don't want to. The Korean film industry is oh, booming. Oh, I've seen so many good Korean films, and yeah. not many bad ones. Um, At least not badly made, even if they're a bit propagandistic about Japanese people during the war. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they're a bit sour about that. There's a bit of history. Um, what coffee shops are you going to go to? 
Not sure yet. I think we're probably going to go... We may even get Korean food for lunch, but we might drop into... You might do some Taekwondo uh, <laughs> in between the second and third film. We're probably going to do a bit of Taekwondo between the second and the third one. Do a bit of that. I'll see what's open in Civic, to be honest, because we'll be in Dendi. We don't have a lot of time. So we'll just maybe duck downstairs to LSR or look around. Go buy a, a Samsung Galaxy S13, I think it's called. Uh, I think in between movies one and two. You can do that. <laughs> at the at the JB Highway? Yeah. Maybe buy a Hyundai as well. Buy, buy an i30N. Nice. I'll get a probably a Kia. It's not Korean, or is it? Yeah, they're the same. They're the same company. Kia and uh, Hyundai are the same cars, same engines, same everything. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't know. That. Yeah, they are like sister companies, like Audi and Volkswagen. They so, sh- share a lot of the same parts and same designers and owners and all that. So Hyundai would be like the equivalent of what Lexus is to Toyota. It's like the luxury. Not even luxury. The, the, <laughs> oh yeah, the luxury version the of luxury Kia. Version I think of Kia. the Kias are actually nicer. That Kia Stingray is one of the best cars mm. on the road right now. They haul ass. Yeah. But they look amazing. They're a little bit over the top they're, for my liking, but you know that's subjective. They're right? hugely over the top. I'd never drive one, but they look incredible. Over, I think over you know, the top. In, in a kind of like, halfway there sort of way. Like a like, like Chry- the, Chrysler three hundred C kind of way. <laughs> Yeah. Different, but yeah. still too much of the wrong stuff at the yeah. wrong time. Yeah. It's like the like the, the Type R. The Type R looks crazy, but... In a good way. In a good way. Japanese like, cars that go too far always look better. Mm. <laughs> it's so true. I don't know why. Yeah. I kind of want my, my Korean sports cars to be understated. I don't want them to be loud. You know what I wish was affordable? A Cayman. Well, yeah. I mean, I wish Porsches were affordable too. Well... I only say that because in America that costs half as much. Oh, yeah, of course. But also you could live in America. Shout yeah. out to all of our American listener. The majority of our listeners. <laughs> what do we have? We Texas. have like 20,000 20, listeners in Texas. At, at least in Texas alone. I reckon in, in Utah there's got to be at least another 5,000. Speaking of Texas, even though my basketball team in the NBA is the Oklahoma City Thunder... They are now going into a rebuilding phase, and so I will be watching the Houston Rockets because my favorite player has been traded there. So you follow players, not teams? I follow both. So I've got my favorite teams, but if my favorite player goes somewhere and all of these players I don't like are with my te- with the team I was following, I'm still going to be paying attention to my players. Like I don't, I'm not in love with these American white billionaire owners. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'm not loyal to like Clay Bennett of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'd rather watch. I watch to watch basketball. So. Yeah, I kind of feel that, that same way about football. I there's teams that I've that I've liked for a long time, mm. but I continue to like them because I like the football that they play. So there might be you know sort of peaks and troughs along the way, but um, like Arsenal, I love the way Arsenal play. I like the philosophy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit little bit different now, but because there's a new coach, yeah. um, Real Madrid, just because the. You know, between them and Barcelona, they're, they're just champion teams. Yeah. They win titles. Yep. They know how to win. Well, that's the thing. I like the general manager for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I like who, the type of players he picks. Mm. But And they were the team that is closest, the city closest to where I was living in America. So I'll always be following them. But if they're losing on purpose next season, trying to build up, not losing on purpose, but you know what I mean, like a bunch of young guys and not really threatening to win anything. And my favorite player is playing in Houston. I'll be hoping Houston win, you know? Yeah. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Basketball. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Hopefully, um, when I hit stop here and 
Save the audio. It's not going to crash that last time around. So oh, the last oh. one we recorded, we lost. We did an hour, hour and a so half. That was, and a, that was a good one too. It was. It was uh, we had our weight loss challenge. How's that going for you? I'm steady on 70, just under 74, low 75s. Nice. And and my mum has... Subconsciously been, been thwarting you with cakes? It's just like cakes and delicious hot bread and it's... Um, oh, just and also like in the middle of the night... So Sedating you and then putting like a, uh, a glucose a glucose drip. Drip. <laughs> I hate when parents do that. That's why I wake up. Uh, they give you diabetes in the night. Yeah. Or night night diabetes. I hate that. What do you think of the food, by the way? Oh, delicious! I come over and not expecting to be offered any food and get this gourmet meal. That is so rude. That, what? That's, that's borderline offensive. Which part? Uh, come over and not expecting to be fed. Oh no, I don't mean like that. I didn't. No, I, I, I know what you that's, mean. That's hey, hey. Shame let's on rewind. Let's rewind. Let's let's rewind for a second. Shame, shame on you. If I'm doing the rewinding sound, you can't talk forwards. You have to do more. You have to talk backwards. Shut up yourself. Shut up yourself. Uh, no. Anyway, no. I come over not expecting in a like rude. It would be rude for me to be like feed me, feed me. But this gourmet food is just presented to me, and I just. Fat little full belly that I have now, very contented, is good because I was quite hungry. That was, uh, you had the Buddha salad. Yes. Oh, that salad was delicious. Was there? Pomegranate. Pomegranate seeds. Mm. I was like, I was driving here. I'm like, there's no way Joe's going to have a salad with pomegranate seeds in it. So I won't even ask. And what do you have? Pomegranate seeds. So I, um, that's a, that's a, it's a Buddha salad. You can, you can have that with, with eggs and bacon, but I normally have that with, with like venison um, patties or, or beef patties or yeah. um, you know a bit of pork or whatever delish delish it's good so it was good and there was cake and freshly baked bread hey did you have any freshly baked bread freshly bread I can't say freshly baked bread freshly baked bread I keep you, saying baked you, you, you fucked that I want to but anyway freshly baked it's, bed it's Friday night slate anyway so I had some freshly baked bread and it was delicious <sighs> mm. Oh, and mm. the Nintendo Switch Lite got released this week, and a lot of people are looking at it. Maybe one of our listeners even saying, "Hey, it looks like a um, an Inten- a Sony PSP Vita or whatever." And yeah, it does kind of. I agree, but also it looks like a Game Boy and a Game Gear and every other console like that too. So, woo! I'm probably going to get one just because I think they're cute. The light one. Yeah. Just get the full blown one. I'm gonna get the full blown one too, but I'm just gonna get both. I'm gonna get both. I'm rich. It's a waste of money. D- don't worry, Daddy's got cash and credit cards. <laughs> I have no money. I'm broke. <sighs> uh, what comedy you got this weekend? Anything? Sunday night. I have Sunday night. I have comedy at the Smiths. Alternative Monday night I have comedy at Young and Frisky in Gungahlin and Tuesday night I have comedy at The Basement in Isn't Basement no, in Belco? No. Not The Basement. I have comedy at The Boardwalk in Belco. In Belco, okay. I believe that's Tuesday night. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Had comedy Wednesday and Thursday night this week as well. So you're doing what, two, three nights a week? It depends on the week. Some weeks, nothing. Some weeks, two, one, two, three. It depends. So Do you book in or do you get called up or combination of the uh, two? So last night was like a, a booked in one where they got the room room booker got in touch and said, hey, come along and do a set, please. Yeah. 
Um, other, the Wednesday night one was an open mic where you could just show up. That was at the Treehouse in Civic. And there was a probably a good 20, 25 people there. It was a good crowd. But um, just depends. There's mostly open mics. I don't do I haven't been asked to do a lot of... There's not a lot of rooms and the people who run rooms in Canberra haven't been asking me. Yeah. My stuff's a little weird maybe. Or maybe not as funny. Who knows? But I'm just keeping on writing, keeping on pushing. And um, yeah, I need to book in some interstate shows. Need to get on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Alrighty. Well, um, hit the stop button. We'll hit the pause button. Hit the pause button. And say and export it. podcast.